0: Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come into your presence this evening. Father, tonight I would like to speak on a couple of your words, of your 153 words. I would like to speak about a few of these, especially like the lamp and the light, mercy, and also, dear God, that we'd like to talk about the net and the word uh, fire as well. I'd like to talk because there's a verse in Psalms 82 5 it says this they do not know nor do they understand they walk about in darkness all the foundations of the earth are unstable are unstable all the foundations of the earth are unstable why is that when they walk about in darkness that the foundations of the earth are unstable we talk about the four corners of the earth we do these things but what we're talking about is the way of the Spirit of God you know the first four spirits of God is you have the first one which is the Spirit of the Lord which is the way that he walks the way that we should follow and that way is what did he do in Genesis 1 he saw the darkness and he said let there be light so he gave a command and He said when the light came He saw that the light was good so the light is telling us that we are to come out and receive the words because the words, the entrance of his words gives light. Psalms 119, and gives understanding to the simple. Anybody can receive the words. <clears throat> Proverbs, <clears throat> excuse me very much. Proverbs 123 says we will turn to him. He'll pour out his spirit on us and cause us to know his words. We have no excuse. He will make his words known to us if we want to know the words that he created all the creation with, that he does all his works in, and that are going to judge us at this time. We're going about in the way of the world just happy with our religions, happy with our doctrines, seeing full well that war is coming, seeing full well that scripture is going to be fulfilled. But we're not concerned about the scriptures being fulfilled or we would fear what's about to come. We're lukewarm in that regard. We think we're filled with the knowledge and we're, we're ready to go up into heaven. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that you can go up to heaven without being washed clean, made pure. Ephesians 5, 25 to 27 tells us that. He's coming for a bride who is pure. And in Psalms 50 and 4, he tells you he's coming for a, uh, to collect his people who made a sacrifice, a sacrifice. Now, I want to talk about a few things on this tonight because it's very important for us to understand this, the fact of these various words. In the book of Job 18, it begins to tell us if we will listen, Job 18, verses 1 to 21, if we will listen to what's being said, we'll begin to understand why those who walk in darkness have an unstable earth. I told you last night in the audio that if you know that the Lord has put everything in place for everything that is needed, every blessing that he wants to give the people who will hear, knowing that they came. But see, when you step on the ground, I talked about the dust of the earth last night, and you're giving a testimony. The testimony of God is, in Deuteronomy 18, 19, if they refuse to not hear the words, when he sends them forth, they are held into account. And when he sends out fishermen, to speak the words of God and go to the people, the Lord tells us in that passage we read last night that it, what happens? They are held into account. He said, wipe off the dust of the earth and in the day of judgment, it will be worse for them in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah because they had the opportunity to receive the words and they've not done it. But what did that do in the earth? It left a testimony. And that testimony goes back to Deuteronomy 18:19, which says that he will hold them into account. Now, it's up to God what he's going to do to them. But right there, he tells you what, he, what he's going to do. He's going to hold them in account. That's very important for us to understand. That's an unstable earth. In other words, the unstableness is we have an account against us. We have a witness, a testimony against us. And remember that he says beyond what we might do like that, he tells us that the queen of the south, who came from a long way off to hear the words of God spoken to by Solomon, and she gained the wisdom, and nothing that she asked of God was hidden from her. She received it. <clears throat> also, it says in that passage that the men of Nineveh, who heard the word when Jonah passed through the city and heard the word of God being spoken, they turned, even though Jonah didn't want to see that happen. God's spirit moved. moved. And they turned, and they came to the Lord in this regard. That's very important for us to do, understand this point at these times, because we're going to be held in account for that. Our judgment is like that. When you know, those guys went, the, the disciples went out, and they testified to it. If they, they received the word, they shook off their feet, and in the day of judgment, God will take that into consideration. If they repent between that time and when he comes, it will be, you know, wiped clean because what he said in John, James 5, 19 to 20, if they turn to knowledge of truth, the multitude of sins is covered, removed, washed away. But if they don't turn between the time of that testimony and then they, they will not. But remember the promise of God, all who call upon his name, Joel 2.32, shall be delivered. His name is the word of God that they must learn. Now, in Job 18, 1 to 21, I'm going to explain to you the story about the, the worms. If you go to the book that I wrote called The Testimony of Numbers, you will see some very big charts there uh, that explain the prisons of God and show you where they are and what's going to happen there. It's very important for us to understand that. We'll talk a little bit about hell uh, tonight in this because in the third seal judgment, or the fourth seal judgment, excuse me, in the council of the Lord, death and Hades are coming. Hell is where the fire is unquenched. That means the punishment is going to be continuous. That's very important for us to understand that. But let's let's get back to Job 18 here. It says this. And what Job 18 is about, it's testifying to the fact that when the people enter into the presence of God, what happens to them? They are cast down. They are cast down. In other words... The, what, what happens is that their bodies are bound hand and foot in the prisons of God. How is that? Because they are put into the body of a worm. God has many ways of binding you, but his binding is complete. That's why they go, You know, their soul is put into the body of a worm. And they, they rise on the ground. He tells you in this. Let me just read it for you. And I'd like to explain the lamp and the light in this as well. It says, why are we, um, let, let's go with this. I'm, I'm going to go back and read uh, from verse 1, just so you get it. It didn't build that, it means old friendship. And the Shuite uh, means a pit, old friendship of a pit. In other words, these are doctrines. This is symbolic of doctrines that we've known or we believe in. And, and we go out and teach them to people because we think this is correct. Now, there's good doctrine that he's going to speak here, but understanding that his way is a Doing this is not regarded by God as being good, and he has to repent for it at the end and make a sacrifice and go to Job and and do that because he's criticizing Job, even though in his criticizing he's using good doctrine, and that's the problem we have today. He's Bildad is teaching what he knows, which is wiser than the people of today. But yet he's doing it in a criticism way and saying, why are you doing this? Don't you know better and stuff like that, criticizing. But he's using doctrine, and that's the way the shepherds go. they like, oh, you can't believe in the words. You, you can't believe in the words. That's, a, that's an abomination. That's this and that. Even no matter what the scripture says or what God says, their way and their knowledge is greater than everybody else. And that's kind of the attitude to build at but And he's trying to be helpful in this regard. It, it's it's bad doctrine, even though the shepherds and so forth are doing many good works at this time. We have to be careful to make sure that we're in alignment with what God is doing. God brought this judgment on um, uh, Job to test him, as it's made very clear. And Job was upright, more upright than them. And instead of Bildad coming and saying, When you were more upright than me, and how can we help you understand what God is doing? Instead, they kind of lecture him with their doctrines that they knew, which is the way the church does today. Instead of looking at the judgment and saying, why does God see us in a snare in Luke 21, 34, 36? And why is he angry at all the shepherds and they saying that all the people are in the goat herds? Why is he saying that for this end time? What is going on that we don't understand? They don't do that. Instead, they got their doctrines and say, oh, I'm building this great church and all this. and they, They forget about the man that had so much, you know, Food and so forth that he wanted to build bigger barns to put him in, thinking he was safe. And God said, you foolish man, God, you're going to be held on account tonight. What did you do with that food I gave you? What did you do with it? You know, this is the kind of thing that we don't understand. We need to seek out what God's way is and what he's seeing we are doing at this time. Okay, let's go on with this. He says, and he, uh, she might answered and said, how long will you put it into words? Mark and afterwards we will speak. Why are we counted as beasts and regarded as stupid in your sight? You who tear yourself in anger, shall the earth be forsaken for you? Now, who tore Job? Who gave him the plagues and the boils all over his body? Who gave him the aches and the bones and so forth that came upon him, the withering of the bones? Who gave him that? The devil did. God allowed it, but the devil did it. And this guy is mocking that. He's like, they got the wisdom. It says, You who tear yourself in anger, shall the earth be forsaken for you? You know, shall the earth be kissed for, cursed for you? He didn't ask, you know, what is God doing and so forth. But his question in here is, is good in, a, in another way. If you think about the earth, is we should not speak against the earth, what God has prepared for us in this, because we don't know the outcome. All we know is if we seek the Lord and continue to seek him, then he has more prepared than that earth, and there's a reason why what's coming on us. But the end is great because when the kingdom comes, healing comes, no matter what. And that's what happened with Job. The, the kingdom was brought to him, and he was restored all things and double. Okay, it says, except for his children. His children were sent back equal, but they were a double because he had the seed before Okay, you who tear yourself in anger, shall the earth be forsaken for you? Or shall the rock be removed from its place? The word from its place? The light of the wicked indeed goes out, and the flame of his fire does not shine. See, he's saying that you must have done something wicked here. Now, take a look at what he's really saying here. The light of the wicked indeed goes out, and the flame of his fire does not shine. Now go to the next verse. It says the light is dark in his tent and his lamp beside him is put out. I just want to clarify something here for you. The entrance of his words gives light. Light is wisdom. Light is understanding of the path of God to follow the Lord. He said the entrance of his light, and he separated the light from the darkness, the way of light. But the lamp that's beside us is symbolic of the spirit that's always with us right now the spirit is trying to call us the spirit is trying to guide us to the lord to hear his words when you put a lamp on the table and you read your bible what you're asking is the spirit of god to make known what is being said here the lamps in the the temple was always there because why it's shown upon the table The table caused the word of God to be put into it by the spirit, the food that was on that table. Because when we come to the Lord's table, what is it? The table is prepared. Wisdom prepares the table. The table makes known the instruction of God. The light gives the authority to guide us in that way. And it shined upon the table. and The table had showbread on it. It's good for us to understand these things because it's important at this time. So understand the difference between a lamp and a difference between light. Now, why is this? In the kingdom of heaven, there's no need for a sun uh, in Revelation 22 because the light of the Lord is always with them. And the light goes in you, you don't need a lamp. Because the word is there and it's guiding you in the path and you will always have understanding because the light is there. And as you think it, it'll be done for you. Because you'll think good thoughts. Everything you want to do is for the good of the kingdom and the good of everybody. Because the Lord even says they're his servants. These are his servants. All our desire is to serve him at that point. We're no longer trying to become kings and priests. We're priests. We serve him as priests and so forth. But what's what's happening with us is different than the way of the kings of the world. We are a king that desires to teach the word, to help others, to build the kingdom that God wants to glorify him, so that the people are able and understand how to glorify the Lord, not you. That's the way we are to be. The light is dark in his tent, meaning the light has gone out. John nine, four, five warns us that in this night, other words, we're in the morning of the day of the Lord, Isaiah twenty one, ten to twelve, but the night and the light have come. Other words what that is meaning is that the night and the light has come. In other words, the morning, the day breaks because he tells us uh, that in the, in the morning he's going to give the right to rule the dominion in the morning to the upright, not to the wicked. Because if the wicked are going to lay down, he's going to bring death and Hades. Death is the plague of God that's coming. That's the, the plague of death that comes. That's the boils all over the body. But hell is like a net that catches them. A net is catching them. It's the fire, the word, their words, they're going to be punished by the talents of the words they did. In other words, the works of Satan, the works that they did that helped Satan, the, the complacency, all those things are going to punish us if we don't get forgiveness and don't desire to come to the knowledge of truth before that time. Separation, judgment that happens it's going to happen it's going to happen in the morning we're in the morning of the day lord people need to wake up and hear this we must get the knowledge of truth and the church doesn't know the knowledge of truth. we want to get them to know the knowledge of truth at this time it says light is dark in his tent his body other words what is happening his household and the rest of it the word is darkness because the right to the way of the words of god is taken away from them and so the words of satan becomes his punishment and that's what death and Hades is. It's it's like a net that holds them, and they are bitten by it. Now, go on here, and it says, And his lamp beside him is put out. There's no guidance from the Word of God. He has no knowledge of how to find it. That's why he tells you in Matthew 24, after this war is over, the people will say, Oh, the Lord is out here, the Lord is out there. Don't believe them. There's only one place the Lord is at that point. You must seek the knowledge of truth, even if you have to go through that judgment. Remember where the Lord said it's better that. They hang a millstone around their neck and jump into the bottom of the sea. Jump into the sea. The sea is the way of the world. Those that's the way of the world are going to go through the punishment, the plagues of God, like Job. But they're going to come out blessed if they turn to God and come to him. They're going to turn to God and come to him. It tells you that, like the ten lepers, they had the leprosy. And the Lord said, "Go show this to, you know, go uh, show yourself to the priests." So what did they do? They went after to show themselves to the way of the priests of the world, the rabbis and so on. But one was wise enough to turn around and come back and praise God, because the king of the Lord is there, and he's the high priest of all, the one shepherd, He's the one who gave the word, this guy had the word, and Jesus says, "Your faith has healed you. you heard the word." The word is, the one who comes with the way of the words of God, Deuteronomy 18 19, is the Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah. He's the one, only one that can give you authority. They received the words of God, and he came back and received and his faith made you, he, made you well. But see, when these guys' leprosy went back, as soon as they start sinning, it's going to come back to their magnitudes. They'll have leprosy worse than before. They went after the priests of the world that didn't understand the knowledge of truth, but they had wanted, they had heard of Jesus and asked him to heal them. Oh, he heals people, but they didn't pay attention to what he heals with, the word of God. But that one leper had faith. What is faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Came back to him and he kept his healing. You are healed. In other words, it's going to stay with you. You're not going to receive this back. The devil can't come back in you because you came forth and you heard the word and the word is in you. Now, it goes on, it says here, the steps, in verse 7, Job 18, the steps of his strength are shortened. His own counsel casts him down. See, the way of the fourth spirit, counsel is the way of the fourth spirit. He didn't listen to the counsel or instructions of God. He listens to the instructions of man, those priests that don't know what the knowledge of truth was. And he was cast down. That's what's going to happen in this day. The people, if you follow the way of the world, if you follow the way of the world, what's going to happen? You're going to be cast down. You're going to receive that plague. The plague is the boils all over your body, and then you're going to receive the withering of the bones. Hell is the fire. Hell is the payment for the works, and the judgment of the talents. And the fire is an immediate word of God. It will continue attacking. And as you curse God or you know, do those kind of things, the, pen, the punishment comes on you greater and greater and greater. But he says, the next one is, for he is cast into a net by his own feet, and he walks into a snare. Now, the net is an interesting one. If we understand what the net is, it's a hold. Who's got a hold of him? The devil has a hold of him. If we go to uh, Genesis 3 and we look at the story of the creation. I mean, it's not the creation, but the story of the, you know, when they ate the um, fruit from the tree of knowledge. See, even when that, look at that in Genesis um, 3, uh, when 9 and 10, it says, Then the Lord called to Adam and said to Adam, Where are you? So he, Adam, said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And the Lord answered him and said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? See, his job, Adam, was to bring forth the nations. What is, he tells you in, um, Genesis, I mean, excuse me, Revelation 22, that the green leaves of the trees for the healing of the nations. The healing of the nations, the green leaves. Do you remember back in, um, oh, where that at? I believe it's um, in 2 Samuel 5, 24. It says, when thou hearest the sound of the going in the top of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philippines. Green is the what? Green is the color of the fourth spirit of God. The tree is the counsel of knowledge. What happened with Adam? He ate of the fruit of the tree. What is it? the The fruit is understanding, but the green leaves surrounding it is for what? The healing of the nations is for the testimony of us. He failed to be a good leaf, is what you could say. That's why he put green leaves around them. He wanted to get understanding. That was a wise thing to do. He had understanding at that point. And he was saying to the Lord by his actions that he didn't have understanding. He followed his own counsel. So God replaced that with a garment of an animal skin to learn. The knowledge of truth. A garment of knowledge. He goes on here. uh, The Lord said to the woman, what is this you've done? And the the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Well, I forgot to tell you. In verse 12, it says, then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. See, the woman's work, and, and it comes down to this right here. We'll learn it real quickly. What is this you've done? The serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord first goes to the serpent. And he says, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Now, please remember, he never dies. He's cast out into the pit and he'll be there forever. But it means that when you go into the pit, he's going to be what? He's going to be on his belly. And it tells us in the Bible that when he comes into the pit, it's testifying that all those that are there are like him. So they're all on their belly. He says, have you become like us? Yes. He's going to be on his belly in the prisons of God. That's the worm. And that's what I was trying to point out in this back into the worm, all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. He shall bruise your head. How is that? Enmity is in the words. She's, a woman is to prepare the way of the words. The Proverbs 31 woman. Prepare the way of the words in her household so that the words can stay present. She selects the lamps, usually, in the household. She prepares the table. She does all these things so that the man can receive the word and speak it because he goes on to say in this, and I will put enmity between you and a woman and between your seed and her seed and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his head. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. Conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Rule in the way of the kingdom of God is to teach the words. In other words, she's going to learn the way of the words through her husband. And if her husband don't teach her, God will send another, a person, somebody to teach him. And God will hear the word. I mean, they will get the word. And if they don't get it from there, they can seek the Lord directly because the Lord says if they will turn to you, anybody, he shall pour out his spirit upon them and cause another word. One of the very worst things that women can do today is have this desire not to be in the house of men because God has given it a rule in the kingdom. You know, we're trying to build the kingdom right now. It's got to come forth in this time. They should do all that they can to help build the kingdom of God and prepare the house so that the man that's there in that house can receive the word and speak that word and do it. The great example I've given in the writings is Aksa. She sent her husband to her father to ask for land. He gave her land and he... And, um, she saw that he gave her land in the south, and she said, therefore, give us both the upper and lower springs. And he did. The upper and lower springs. In other words, I want the the spring that leads me up, and I want the the spring that uh, caused the water of correction so that my household will not fail you. They will not go into deception. They will seek the high road and continue because they'll know the, the knowledge of good and evil by doing that. And if they know the knowledge of evil, they'll turn from it if they know the knowledge of good because good overcomes evil. And like God said, the light is only good. He saw the light and it was good. But the sin of man allowed darkness to come back in. Sin of Adam and Eve. Now, back to to Satan. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. You can see this today. Women are wanting to get abortions and every other thing. There is such a lack of knowledge of childbirth and child conception in the way of the kingdom on earth today. People do not understand that God controls the womb. If we give God authority, you don't need the birth control, you don't need the rest of these. God opens a womb. He brings you forth the child that is needed for the kingdom of God if that is our desire to do this. That's the imminity between your seed and his seed. Her seed, the woman of wisdom versus the seed of Satan. The seed is the word, and the word does everything. The word teaches you how to have children. The word teaches you how to raise them up. The word teaches you how to prepare your house. But we're listening to the ways of the world, and we want to be fashionable. We don't want to follow the doctrines of the church without the knowledge of truth in it. We want to do all these things that are wrong, and we're not paying attention to this. He shall bruise your head. What happens? It says the fifth beast kingdom has a mortal wound. That's where we are. We're caught in a snare. We have to understand this. We've got to come out of this. Now let's go back to Job 18. It says, the light of the wicked indeed goes out and the flame of his fire does not shine. The light is dark in his tent and his lamp beside him is put out. The steps of his strength are shortened and in his own counsel cast him down. His own counsel cast him down. For he, has cast, he, for he is cast into a net by his own feet. <laughs> Consider I told you about the people walking around counterclockwise around a black cube. They're asking the Father to remove them. It's, it's not wise to do these things. A net of his own feet. He chose this path he's walking on. He walks into a snare. You know, when you talk about that mulberry bush, for example, for one minute again, remember he tells you that you can if you understand the word, if you have faith of a mustard seed, if you have the hearing of the Word of God as a mustard seed, you can ask for this mulberry tree to be picked up by its roots and put into the bottom of the sea. <coughs> the tree under roots. What are you doing? the word mulberry that they're having there if you go back and look at what he's doing in this scriptures cuz the, the even the tree sycamine, all those things what is really important is in the root of that tree or root of the word of that tree is the word gum what do you remember Jesus said when you hear the feet on the tops of the mulberry trees then go forth because the lord is before you see that that kind of tree puts forth like a myrrh you put the myrrh on the bottom of your feet. Jesus, when he was born, Father sent frankincense and myrrh and gold. Gold, I believe that a lot of that was powder so that you drink it because it gives the right of the wisdom of God. It's like in drinking water of the gold. Remember how um, Moses took the, the um, golden calf and he uh, and broke it down into powder and poured it in the river and had him drink of that water. Had him drink of that water. Because it's it's the gold. In other words, you're, you're trying to get to reach the gold of the kingdom. And in the water, he broke the powder back down to where it was. Remember that everything was made in the waters and then put into the earth. All the gold deposits on the earth, all the silver deposits out of the iron ore, everything was in the waters as particles and God layered them into the earth. So when he broke it up into that, he's washing them of their sin by having them drink that water so that they're taken back. That's like having water baptism. You're taking them back to the beginning so that they could learn because the Lord uh, said to that waters, let there be light. And the light separated that waters and caused the uh, darkness, light to be separated from the darkness. He was doing that by doing that work. Moses had been taught by the Lord on the mountain. It says the steps of his feet are shortened. And, and myrrh, by the way, is for the purpose of seeing your word it's, it's like it's the steps before you the god is before you let your feet be guided when jesus was offered the uh, wine and the sour wine at the at the beginning it was mixed with myrrh it says in the scriptures he wouldn't drink of that because the myrrh is like saying a sour wine with that it takes away the pain he didn't drink of it because the myrrh is symbolic of the walk that we choose to make. And he didn't want to drink that walk that they had given him. The sour wine. Not with the myrrh in it. Because the myrrh is like saying, okay, this is the walk I want to take. No, he refused that. He did take the wine to his lips later to cover the sins of the people. He took given to him on a hyssop branch, but not with the myrrh. The myrrh is deadening the pain, but it was also mocking the word of God. So he didn't drink of it. But that's why he says when you take that tree, the mulberry tree, and say to take it and put its roots into that sea, what you're doing is actually a good work. What you're asking for is that the word of God dig into the sea, these people of the sea, so that it might produce that gum which will teach them the walk that they need to take. That's the true meaning of that scripture. You're doing a good work for the wicked ones that they might come to the knowledge of truth. It goes on, he says the steps of of his strength are shortened and his own counsel casts him down for he is cast into a net by his own feet and he walks into a snare. What is the snare? That's eternal life in the pit. That's, in this day, it's going to be cast out with the wicked to be punished for that time of about a half an hour that he talks about in Revelation 8, when his people that are the word are having their prayers answered because the Lord takes the prayers of the saints which are the set-apart ones in Revelation 9, 1 to 10, which is the ones that are being, doing what? They're being refined, putting on the righteous acts of the saints. Their prayers are being answered in heaven. They're doing, they're gathering together and stirring up love and good works to glorify God on the earth. But right now, you're sending out the fishermen. Think about what you can do to plant the seed and the root that these people will grow up. God says, when you say that kind of thing, you're going to be, that's a faith of a mustard seed. That is hearing the word of God in this day is that all men be saved and come to knowledge of truth. That's what God desires. He wants the wicked to turn. He doesn't want to punish them. He's sending out fishermen first. Who wanted to be a fisherman? You better turn and get the knowledge of truth quickly. He says, the net takes him by the heel. What is the heel? Satan bites at his heel. See, the net, the net, if you look at the, where's the, the, the list of the words of God, you'll find the word hold. It holds him. What's it going to do? That's the thing that we're talking about. It's the body of the worm. You're gonna, the net takes hold of him. It's a snare. It takes hold of him. That's the net. It takes him by the heel. That Satan has got him in seeking his teeth and putting his flood of his words into their their body and changing the path that he should walk. People today don't want to walk in the way of the words. They think they got the words of wisdom. They, they're not willing to understand that God said we're all caught in a snare and we need to come to him. That's the snare. The snare is it's going to take hold of you. And what's going to happen? You're going to be punished during the time of the of the punishment of the wicked, but if you live through this, and if you die before that, well, after you rejected the word, what's going to happen to you then? You're going to be cast out into the pit. And there you're put in the body of a worm until the day of judgment, and you'll come forth to be judged. Will you have paid the price? Will you have cursed God down there while you're doing that for all those years? A thousand years plus? Terrors frighten him on every side and drive him to his feet. His strength is starved, and destruction is ready to his side. See, what what he's telling about at this time, if you don't come out, you're going to go through this time of troubles right now. It's the worst time, God says in Matthew 24, uh, 21 to 22, Mark 13, 19 to 20. That's the worst time in all of human history is coming and you have no light to walk with you. But you're going to rise to your feet like those unwise virgins. You're going to plead with God, let us in, let us in. He's going to say, no, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. What are they going to have to do? They're going to have to be like the, the person, the leper, that receives the leper. And then after he's done with that punishment, he'll come back. And that's what the one it says with the millstone is better to him. To put the millstone around his neck and jump into the sea. Be punished with them. But after the time of about a half an hour, God's going to heal those people. And they'll have an opportunity to come back. If they do not, if they go off to chase after priests everywhere, like it says in um, Matthew 24 and so on, Mark 13... Right after this uh, verse 22 and so on, it goes into this. So it say, oh, the Lord is here, the Lord is here. No, he's not. If they go after them, instead of coming to the mountain, coming to God at this time and understanding the words, pleading with them to get the authority to receive the words, that's what they have to do. That's The millstone is going to grind that word around their neck. They They're going to want to know to get rid of all this sin in them so that they're, they're taught the difference. In other words, you're going to receive all those punishments but around your, what's coming to you, but you want to do what? The millstone around your neck is grinding that that word that's coming to you to powder so that it's good for you. At the end of that punishment, you're going to turn and turn to God, knowing you've paid the price, because God is a just God, and he will turn and bring you into the kingdom at that point. If not, you're going to not be of the kingdom. you'll still have about seven seasons to turn to the Lord at that time because uh, the the middle of the, the early part of the morning before he uh, comes for those who made a sacrifice for him is that. It's 21 months. The, the morning is 42 months, one hour. Each, the morning altogether is 84 months. The first half of it is 42 months. And half of that's the 21 months, which he says about a half an hour, the punishment of Revelation 8. And the reward of Revelation 8, if you're of the kingdom, you're set aside and you're refined and blessed during that time. And then the second part of that, you're building the temple and so on. The second 21 months. It says, the memory of him perishes from the earth. I jumped down too far. Terrors frighten him on every side and drive him to his feet. His strength is starved. You know, he's lost the word. The lamp went out. And his destruction is ready at his side. In other words, it's, he's going to go through this punishment at this time. The first firstborn of death devours his limbs. He is uprooted from the shelter of his tent. They parade him before the king of terrors. The dwell in his tent, brimstone is scattered about on his dwelling. All these things are going on. And I'm going to stop here because it goes on. It says, The memory of him perishes from the earth. In other words, God takes away all of his blessings. And he's driven from light into darkness. Because this... this First, Job 18 explaining two things. Explaining to you what's going to happen in the day of judgment, as well as this is the life of those who go into the pit. He has neither son nor posterity among his people, nor any remaining in his dwellings. Those in the west are astonished at his day, as those in the east are frightened. Remember what he said? They're going to, have, they're going to be punished between the western sea and the eastern sea. They'll face to, their backs are going to be to the western sea. In other words, the next step is being cast out to the pit, and they have the eastern sea in front of them. That's the, you know, the, this is the punishment you have to go through to get back to God. Surely such are the dwellings of the wicked, and this is the place of him who does not know God. Jesus tells us, I mean, in Job 24.1, we're told that those who say they know God and don't understand his days don't know God. In other words, how can they not know his days? Because the days would be, you should know what the morning is, you should know what the evening is, you should know what the night is, and uh should know you know, the, the afternoon, the day of the afternoon, what that is. Okay, I, I've covered a few things here. I'd like to go back and um, cover a couple more. Um, let's go over here. I told you about the sycamine tree. I wanted to do that. Um, but I want to talk about uh, salt for you. It says here in Mark nine forty nine to 50, it says, For everyone will be seasoned with fire, and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. The Lord is telling us at this time that, you know, the way we are is that we're seasoned with fire. Fire is the, the word of God immediately acting upon us. We're going to see this now where God brings the judgment of the world upon us, and He's calling us right now, and if we understand the fire of God, and he's saying, "I'm coming with fire," if you read Zephaniah 389, to divide the people into my kingdoms." In other words, the word is going out like fire. You must do this immediately. The word is for immediate attention when he sends the fire, and when the people go out in punishment, every day that fire continuously burning, continuously continuously adding punishments and so on. But those who receive the word, the fire burning within them is a holy fire, and it continuously increases them in knowledge of truth for good works. Now, he says, every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourself and have peace with one another. Salt is good, seasoned with fire. This is when you're talking about sacrifice. That sacrifice is mercy. Do you have mercy like God, the Lord? Would you be on a cross and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Or do you want vengeance? That, that's kind of what this is. Salt is that. Salt is the flavor of the sacrifice. And that's why you put salt on everything. God want, If you eat the salt, God says that everything you eat and so forth should be seasoned with a little salt. What is that for? You put salt on the bread. I've just given that instruction, and the reason for that is not only do you want to know the instruction of God, you want to know that instruction in the way of mercy, because mercy will give you the the heart for righteousness. Salt is this. Salt is related to mercy. Mercy is sacrifice. Mercy is your sacrificing for others, like Jesus did. Salt, when you use that in your food, when you use that in your instructions, everything that you do. Not what you drink, but the things that you um, do. Put a little salt on the bread. Put a little salt on the butter. Put a little salt on all these things. Eat it with a little salt. If you can. I mean, there's medical reasons that people can't. But then ask God to correct this for you if you can. You know, don't let, you know, there's certain things that are out there and there's a reason for the testing God gives you. But if you have a salt... Understand that maybe you can't eat salt, but you can do the other part of it, which salt represents, which is sacrifice. And remember the importance of that is that God is coming in Psalms 50 and 4. It tells you that he's coming for those who made a sacrifice. And that's what he talks about and tells you when the rapture is going to be in the midst of the morning in Daniel nine twenty-seven. because the morning, the Lord rises up and has dominion in the morning. In the morning, God gives dominion to the upright. That means he reigns. Only God can take away the dominion of those of the world because he gives dominion. That means God is reigning. And so what is happening? He's saying that in the midst of that morning, the sacrifice will be taken away. In other words, that's the rapture. he's coming for those who made a sacrifice for him and the sacrifice is to give mercy give mercy to all of them in other words you don't have it for yourself you lost that selfishness and you're desiring to do all things in the way of the lord For all those, because God desires all men to be saved, and he knows that all men are guilty before him at this time. Everybody's caught in a snare. That's what he says in Luke 21, 34, 36. And that's why he's telling you, you must have mercy because you are no less guilty than they are. Do you use pagan dollars? Do you allow the obelisk to stand in Washington? Are you mourning and these kind of things? We have to think about these things and meditate on it and and bring it to the Lord. Okay, I'm going to end there. I pray that that is a help to you. And it might be useful tonight that you might understand a little bit more about what the Lord is seeing when he looks down on us in the way of some of these words that we're doing and what's important for us in these. I thank you for your time. Lord, I pray you would have your spirit fall upon your people and guide them to what you'd have them to know at this time. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.